Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives, we've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership. Here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess, the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle, right? Pickle? Amber. No, I know it's Ashley, but like Pickle. Pickle works, yeah. Okay. That's that's factual. Just making sure. A lot of people don't blame me when I say that that's my actual last that's, name. Well, f- yeah. Duh. It's like I, that's it's like, like, like it's, it's very it's very much like uh well, guy it, at the bar asks you for your number and you're like, Yeah, it's five 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 Yeah. The other thing about it too is a lot of people have the nickname Pickle, so that doesn't help anything. What? Yeah, a lot of people have, that's what, at least everyone that goes, oh, is your name really Pickle? I'm like, yeah, and they're like, oh, I know so-and-so, we call her Pickle or him Pickle or whatever. That's, it's like um, a... Okay. Um, hmm. It seems like a name that you give, like, a little kid. Yeah. Like, it's like a little kid nickname, like Monkey or Pickle or... Monkey? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? What? I mean, I guess I call Hank Hankopotamus. Yeah, that's... exactly. Like you give him, you give him. It's either a food nickname or it's an animal nickname. Like that's what you tend to call little kids. I feel like. Am I Pickle. wrong on this? There are so many people. I bet you in comments, people are going to be saying, "Yeah, like it, I get it every time." Like, oh yeah, we call my niece Pickle or my sister Pickle or or something like that. I don't know why. It's my actual yeah, me name. either. Huh? I feel like I'm not the only. Yeah. Is it a nickname? Yeah. Is, ooh, did we figure this out? I don't know. Is Lance in protective services? What? Is Lance in witness protection is what I'm asking. Who is Lance? My father? Yes. Why would he be in witness protection? I'm just saying that then he'd have to change his name. (laughs) Maybe he was Lance Thompson, but then it's like, oh, no, we can't have that. So your name is Lance Pickle. And they'll be like, oh, no, that's such a cool family name. Nobody will ever question it. It's the perfect crime. No comment at this time. Yeah. See? <laughs> Look, I cracked the code. There's no comment. That's what I do around here. <laughs> figure things out. Can't get, you can't get past me. I figure it out. 
we need to shut this. This is you think we're, you're, we're off the. You no, think you're bring pulling the wool over my eyes? <laughs> oh, God, I get it. Help me! Someone send help. <laughs> Today's Tuesday, October twentieth, twenty twenty. Oh, it's ten twenty twenty twenty. Isn't that an interesting thing? Because numbers are the same sometimes. Thirty-seven <laughs> days till Thanksgiving, episode one thousand fifty-one. One thousand fifty-one. The Justin Thompson episode. On today's show, guys, we're going to tell you the Dave Campbell's Tech Football Teams of the Week, the Dairy Max, built by Chuck Milk, Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. We will tell you who won those Texans and uh, Packers tickets that we uh, were given away last week, courtesy of our friends at the Texas Bowl. <laughs> And then back half of the show, we'll talk with Craig White, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. He will join us coming up here at the back half of the program. Is something humorous? Yeah. No, it's like uh, Steve, <laughs> Stephen Cassie put in the comments as soon as we were talking about people having, like, food nicknames. He put cheeseburger <laughs> in all caps. Well, yeah, but that's believable. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, we're calling a little kid. Here's another one. Uh, tater tot. Like, that's a tater tot. Yeah. Maybe I just didn't. I don't know. No, food nicknames and animal nicknames. That's that's what you give little kids. I'm on a thing here. This needs to go on Twitter. Like, we need to have a discussion about I this. I mean, my nickname growing up, my dad called me Pumpkinhead. But that was just like... Pumpkin! That's a... You can eat pumpkin stuff. Do you associate <laughs> pumpkins like the first thing you think of is eating them? No, yeah, but... That's what I'm saying. Not a food. It is it's a, a food vegetable. Person. It is a food, but it's like not like I would not... Okay, if, if it's not a... F- like... It's a vegetable. Like, what What do you consider? It's a gourd. I, yeah, that's a <laughs> weird argument. Like, I wouldn't eat a gourd. Well, you eat pumpkin. Do you like pumpkin pie? That's gourd eating. I, I do, but like... <laughs> if you don't I'm consider saying, it a vegetable, what, what saying, do you consider it? What I'm not saying it's not a vegetable. What I'm saying is that <laughs> when I think of a pumpkin, I think decorative. I don't think... Yum yums. That's because you live with the queen of do it yourself. That's not the that's things. Not, like most people think, think of it as a food thing. I don't think that's true. It's a gourd. I think when people think of pumpkins, they think of sitting it out on their porch. That's the number one operational purpose for a pumpkin. I think of pie. I just don't think that's true. I think more people think <laughs> of them as decorative than they think of as food. I don't think anybody's like, I'm gonna carve into this and take a big old bite. No, I don't think that's the case. Be different if it was like a cucumber. Cucumber people are going to just eat. You know? That's a vegetable that people eat. Pumpkins. Pumpkin is like eating it is its secondary purpose in life. Dave Campbell's Texas football. (laughs) is proud to honor one team in each classification with the Team of the Week award. The schools selected throughout the course of this program have have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 8 Dave Campbell's Texas football Teams of the Week. 6A Spring. After Spring Westfield kicked a go-ahead field goal with 25 seconds left, Travis Sims hauled in a 51-yard heave from Bishop Davenport for the game-winning Hail Mary touchdown, pushing Spring past Spring Westfield 27-23 for the Lions' first win over their Spring ISC rivals since 2011. In 5A, Corpus Christi Carroll. The Tigers got a huge game from receiver Andre Sanders, and the defense stifled Corpus Christi Ray as Carroll brought home a 40-7 victory, snapping a 25-game losing streak that dated back nearly three years. In 4A, Borger. The Bulldogs took the lead on an interception return for a touchdown with 3.38 remaining, and the defense stood tall to bring home Borger's first win of the season, stunning Lubbock Estacado, 23-20. In 3A, Mineola. In a matchup of perennial powers, the Yellow Jackets rallied for, from a three-touchdown deficit late, and Trevion Sneed's 15-yard touchdown run in overtime pushed Mineola to a 55-49 win over 2019 state finalist Pottsboro. In 2A, Ben Bolt. 
After an offseason that included the cancellation and resurrection of the 2020 campaign, the Badgers made the most of their long-awaited season opener, taking down Riviera Coffer 23-0. In 1A, Robert Lee. In a renewal of one of the oldest rivalries in Texas high school football, the Steers held off Nemesis Bront to score a 43-42 win in the Coke County rivalry. And the private school ranks Waco Live Oak. The Falcons ring off 24 unanswered points in the second quarter and held off a last gasp heave from Plano Coram Deo to bring home a 36-32 win, avenging last season's playoff loss. So those are your Week 8 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week in 6A Spring and 5A Corpus Christi Carroll and 4A Borger and 3A Mineola and 2A Ben Bolt and 1A Robert Lee and the private school ranks Waco Live Oak. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Let's also talk about this. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for that week's Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all is up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. We've got four outstanding nominees for this week's Dave Campbell's Texas Football Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Leander Rouse, offensive coordinator Dustin Pleasant. Coming off a 1-9 season, the Raiders are off to a 3-1 start thanks to a high-flying offense led by sophomore quarterback Mason Shorb who threw for six touchdowns in the Raiders' 49-20 win over Pflugerville Connolly. Pearland Dawson defensive coordinator Trey Grimes. The D Eagles defense held high-powered rival Pearland to just 189 yards of total offense and came up with critical stops in a 17-6 win over the Oilers. An interesting fun fact, Coach Mike Allison was not there. He yeah. couldn't be there. He was in quarantine, mm -hmm. and so Trey Grimes, it's extra special for him. Hearn defensive coordinator Alfonso Jackson. The Eagles defense suffocated through all, holding the Tigers just 112 yards total offense to move to 7-0 with a 25-0 victory, their second shutout in the last three games. And finally, Burleson offensive coordinator Ronnie Allen. The Elks exploded for 69 points, including 21 in each of the first two quarters, to surge past Joshua 69-14 marking their second consecutive game with 60-plus points. So those are your Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Vote now on Twitter at DCTF. We have, uh, did you see the Slack chat? Yeah, how about that? Big news coming out. We have some breaking news. Um, the All-American Bowl has been canceled for 2021, um, which normally happens in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, NBC Sports has put out, um, a, a, the uh, All-American Bowl on NBC Sports has put out that they will not be playing it due to health and safety. You can probably imagine why. Um, <laughs> gestures broadly. Yes. Um, the All-American Bowl is and has been a celebration of the nation's top high school talent. We're excited to announce that we'll honor with a two-hour All-American Bowl Declaration Day special. So basically, the thing about the All-American Bowl and those types of things mm -hmm. is that it tends to become... The game is interesting, and especially for, like, recruiting. Like, Greg Powers watches that thing, and he's, like, locked in. Oh, yeah. Really, a lot of what it has become is, like, an opportunity for all of these, like, high-power, uh, these high-profile prospects to, like, commit right. on television. Yeah. It's it's the pageantry. And so it, it sounds like they're still going to do that on Saturday, just uh, January 2nd on NBC. So, and it says, we'll see you in San Antonio in 2020. That sucks for San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, it does. That's a big, that's a big deal. Especially, but, I mean, coaching school got canceled in San Antonio I, this year too. Yeah, but I also think one thing is that, like, and you know, you are asking players and families from all over the country right. to come there, mm -hmm. and I wonder, and this is me, I don't have any sort of inside information with the All American Bowl, 
one thing I would guess is that they had a number of players and, and parents that said, look, I don't know if I'm comfortable getting on right. a plane and flying from Washington. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're, look, if you're a big-time prospect in Louisiana, not yeah. a big deal. You can hop, hop in a car and drive and, if yeah. you're comfortable going to a big setting like that around those number of people, mm-hmm. which is, you know, true enough, fair enough. Um, if you're not, but then I also wonder if like, especially like, oh, it's the star linebacker from Pennsylvania. Yeah. You don't, there's so much that goes in. You're asking him to hop on a plane for three hours when maybe he hasn't left his house. And then go surround yourself with for a whole week too. People with a week. There's like combines Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily, uh, that's probably one of those things we probably should have seen coming. But uh, in any case, the 2021 all American bowl is now off for uh, January. So there you go. There's your first 2021 cancellation. Neato. Um, okay. Also, you may remember that last week we were talking about the Texas Bowl uh, and their big. Uh, they w- they had their big uh, spotlight game mm-hmm. uh, where they were uh, they were shining a spotlight on Cy Fair and Cy Creek. Cy Fair ended up com- uh, ended up coming away uh, with a big win. Uh, but one of the things that we were doing. We're giving away tickets to the Texans versus Packers game, which is coming up. It's in November, right? Mm-hmm. It's in November. Texans versus Packers. We have a winner. The winner is Monica Tinney. Monica Tinney, congratulations. You have won tickets to the Texas Texans versus Packers game uh, there at NRG Stadium, courtesy of our friends at the Texas Bowl. Mm, so no, it's this Sunday. Oh, it's a Sunday. Yeah, the uh, Sunday the twenty fifth at noon. It's a, it's the noon kick. Okay. One of the noon kicks. Well, week. you better play in your Sunday then. Montenegro, <laughs> you're going to the Texans versus Packers game. Woo-hoo, Congratulations, uh, courtesy of our friends at the Texas Bowl. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. If you subscribe today, the first magazine you get will be our 2020 recruiting edition, which we are working on right now. It comes out uh, usually like first week in December. Late, late. I think we send it to press on like November 20th. And this doesn't take nearly as long to print as this bad boy because A, we print fewer of them, and B, it's a much smaller book. We uh, It's 70, 96 pages versus 400. So... Uh, we will be able to, uh, you will get the, the, the first book. If you subscribe today at textfulwallet.com slash subscribe, the first book you get will be the 2020 recruiting edition uh, of Dave Campbell's text football. So if you subscribe today, you'll get the 2020 recruiting edition and you'll get the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's text football plus a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. So make sure you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. And if you do that, then we get to continue to have the Greg Powers Memorial Power Zone. And that's what the people really want. Is that true? Is yeah. That, is, that, is that a With direct... the recruiting magazine. Oh, yeah. I was, like, I was like, that's a... Bit of a, I don't know if I draw a straight line between no. them subscribing. I feel like, like there's a straight line wrong. between recruiting magazine and recruiting powers as a whole. That's that's a pretty straight line. Okay. <laughs> you're the one who's. We're an angles podcast now. <laughs> you're the one who's just taking bites of pumpkins. Oh, um, God. let's go to the hotline, <laughs> and let's bring in 
the play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorns. He is the host of High School Scoreboard Live on Fox Sports Southwest. And, of course, you can hear him on the horn in Austin every weekday. We are joined by the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. We're joined by Craig Way. Craig, I don't mean to spring this on you. Oh, here we go. (laughs) is a pumpkin, when you think of a pumpkin, do you think more of a decorative item or do you think more of a food? Uh, well, mm, if if you say a thing. pumpkin, then obviously I'm thinking that. I have a daughter who is like the greatest uh, contributor to the pumpkin industry. She she loves pumpkin spice, anything, anything. I think if you offered her a, a pumpkin spice hamburger pickle, I think she would eat it. Uh, she loves pumpkin spice, anything. So in that respect, there's a food a food mm-hmm. connection for her, but she also has small children. So she's taking them. I, I, I said, she's on a tour of every pumpkin patch in the greater North central Texas area. She's taking them to ones in Gunter in, uh, I think in prosper in flower mound, uh, Denton. So if, if there's a pumpkin patch, she's determined to find it. So I think we need the true pumpkin connoisseur on here to give us okay. her opinion. Yeah. Tupper. I'll get your, I'll get your daughter's number and we'll, we'll, we'll dial her up to, to settle a debate. <laughs> um, Okay. Craig, um, one thing I can't shake about week nine, this upcoming week nine of the Texas high school football season, is that I think this is maybe when the delayed start of 6A and 5A has become most stark, just in the feeling of the difference between what what like 3A teams are going through right now and what 6A teams are going through right now. My What I mean is... It being week nine of the Texas high school football season for uh, the aforementioned Gunner, as you mentioned, versus week five for, say, um, uh, uh, Lake Travis. That strikes me as, like, the biggest gulf yet between, like, the actual feeling uh, for both of the, for both of those teams. Uh, do, do, do I have your support in this? Does it feel like that kind of gap is, at this point, the most stark that it's been this season? Yes, absolutely. And then I would add this, Tep. Wait till we get to December 11th, oh, yeah. when it's state semifinal week for the lower classes, and it's by district week, uh, such as it might turn out to be for uh, the higher classes. But I agree with you. It is. It's weird. It's. I, I made the joking comment on the TV show last Friday when we were on the desk that I've stopped counting about the week nine business because of the staggered. Uh, nature of this season. And that's kind of what I was referring to there is the fact that, you know, 5A and 6A are just now getting into a lot of the meat and potatoes, except where they're having to deal with uh, coronavirus issues. And, uh, you know, Westlake is the latest example of that uh, with the COVID challenge since they've had to postpone their game with Bowie back to November 13th. But again, and we talked about this before, the two prominent 6A districts down in the greater Austin area, 25-6A and 26-6A, built in a couple of bye weeks in case they had to deal with that. So it looks like it's going to work out okay in the cases of both of those districts with schools that have had to utilize those bye weeks. But even beyond the boundaries of that, across the state of Texas, in the greater Houston area in the dallas Forward Metroplex, which has had to battle it on a weekly basis, and out west where they're barely playing uh, there in El Paso and down in the Rio Grande Valley and even in San Antonio, it, it, it's a huge disparity. You can tell the difference between what's going on at the lower classes and what 5A and 6A are just now getting into, assuming they're all healthy. 
Yes, most certainly. That's that's obviously the, the, the biggest question going forward. You know, you mentioned uh, the, the two greater Austin area 6A districts, and, and I know a lot of ink gets spilled about 26-6A, most notably at the very top with Westlake and, and Lake Travis, which are two uh, perennial contenders for state championship games. But I want to turn my attention briefly to District 25-6A, uh, which, you know, it's I think will I think will become more in, into focus whenever we real, whenever we get closer to the playoffs for 6A. But the fact that it's in Region 4, I think, is notable. But the other thing for me is what happened Friday night uh, with Vandegrift and Vista Ridge. Uh, that was a game that I know we had our eye on there on Fox Sports Southwest. We had our eye on here. I know you had your eye on down there in, in the Austin area. Um, that strikes me as a real statement of intent from Vandegrift, a team that I think... I think folks had maybe been kind of wanting there to be a lot more drama in that district and thinking maybe this is the year that, that Vista Ridge, which has been so terrific, maybe this is the year they break through. Um, that struck me, uh, what Drew Sanders' squad did on Friday night, just just really taking down uh, and, and, and hammering a good Vista Ridge team. That struck me as a, uh, a bit of a pounding of the chest and saying, uh, yeah, it, it, you're, you're going to have to come and take this crown off of us if you want to win this district. I think the best comment of all, and I can't remember if, if Drew Sanders, the head coach, said this to our Lauren Blackwell, who was down there for the game, or if it was just in, uh, in the paper as well that I saw in uh, Rick Cantu's piece in the Austin American States. And I can't remember if it's either one, but the, the comment was simply, we're still here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, we're still here, uh, you know, uh, because of what had been said, not only in the case of Vista Ridge, and I understand we're, where folks had gotten pretty amped up on Vista because they had a breakthrough last year and a breakout with Kyle Brown as a junior. And here he was an all-state quarterback coming back for a senior year. They looked sharp early on and had this explosive offense. So, And you coupled that with the fact that Vandegrift had this very young defense. And one of the staples and hallmarks of Drew Sanders' time, and, and this goes all the way back to when he was playing as part of Mahia's outstanding program in the in the late 80s there and their state championship team was defense. And he was a defensive mind. Well, they only had, I think, two returning defensive starters. They were very young. But, and this is the deceptive part about that, there's always kids who get an opportunity to get reps, to get snaps. Yeah, they might not have been an actual starter per se, but they got a lot of quality playing time last year. And so they were ready for the opportunity. And the one other thing that added to that was, they got summarily thumped by Cedar Park in week one. Well, Cedar Park's going to do a lot of thumping uh, this year, as we've said. They're, they're a legitimate, dangerous 5A Division One state championship contender. I, I think it's safe to say. And I noticed in, in your rankings you've got the T-Wolves up to number five this week. They're they're that good, and they and they took care of Van de Griff in week one. Van de Griff was also breaking in a new quarterback. But they had some time to work through all of that. And by the time they got to the Vista Ridge game, which is a rivalry game, also, I think the Vipers were ready. Ryan back proved he was ready as a starting quarterback. They still have Ryan Bowen, uh, Bowen Lewis, the outstanding uh, running back, so they still have him. They've got, uh, they've got receiving targets, and they've got their defense. All of it, all of it came to the fore Friday night when they limited Vista Ridge. And, and the 14 points that Vista scored, one was on a pick six by a linebacker in the game. The other was against second-team defense late in the game. So, their ones-on-ones, as, as Drew Sanders talked about, did really well throughout the course of that game, and they did make a statement. 
We're talking with Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Okay, I want to get stay in the Austin area for a moment and ask you, I'm going to give you three teams in the Austin area, and you tell me which is the team that you think is not getting enough love uh, from from what, across the state. Would you go with, uh, let's say, let's say, uh, yeah, okay. Would it be three and one Austin LBJ? Big game this week, obviously, against Lamb Passes. Would it be seven and one Wimberley, who I believe is off this week, or would it be four and zero, oh, just kind of plodding along, making the move up to five A? Would it be four and zero oh, Liberty Hill? Which of those three would you say is the team getting the least amount of love, despite probably deserving some? Probably Liberty Hill, if only because they haven't played. Uh, the heaviest of the non-district schedules and getting in the district play yet, but they look like they have seamlessly uh, transitioned into a 5A Division II program, and that's why I think that they could be pretty dangerous about that. LBJ, jury's been out on them. We're going to find out for sure this week how for real the Jaguars are. And might I add, by the way, we'll find out a little more about land passes and how We've been saying all along, but, you know, with everything they have with Ace Whitehead and Jack Jerome and all the rest of the guys, that they are a legitimate contender in 4A Division One. Um, we'll find out a little bit more about them uh, this week, playing a team that is as athletically talented as LBJ is. We'll find out more uh, about both of those schools this week. And Wimberley, yeah, they took the early loss, and they were a little sluggish out of the gate with some of the games, uh, but they've looked more impressive of late. Now off this week, and we'll find out when they play Navarro more about the Texans. But uh, I, I, you know, I think probably you might say Liberty Hill only because we haven't seen it on full display against a higher level of competition, which we will down the road. Uh, and finally, Craig, um, I must ask you about your plans tonight because I think that the fans deserve to know that they should tune, turn on their television tonight and try to see their favorite Texas High School Football Hall of Famer sitting in a very prominent place. Do you want to tell folks what you're going to be doing tonight? Do you want me to tell them how I got the tickets? You don't need to. That's not important. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, because I was going to ask you if you knew how good these seats were. I mean, you know, uh, I mean – on the seating truck, it looked like they're pretty good. Well, you know, but, they, uh, they, 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 I think they're pretty good. My, my brother, for, for those who don't know, Craig's going to the World Series tonight. Uh, game one, it's Dodgers and Rays. Um, and, and we had, we had an, an in for some tickets and I had told him that whenever the Dodgers, if, whenever the Dodgers, cause I never had any doubt whenever the Dodgers <laughs> made the World Series that he should contact me. We can see if we can work something out for tickets. So. Uh, now you've been to the you've been to a Dodgers World Series before though, yes? Two years ago, the mm -hmm. final game when they lost to the Red Sox, Game Five at, at Dodger Stadium. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a bucket list thing. See the Dodgers play in a World Series at Dodger Stadium. I am a longtime Dodger fan. Uh, I had a feeling they weren't going to win, and they didn't. And that was over. And that, that was that bucket list item. But you know, seeing them in a World Series where I think they got a legitimate shot, you know, this this would be it. And I have to 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 point this out. This is really a magnanimous gesture on the part of you and your brother just to allow me no. to purchase uh, World Series tickets from your, uh, from your stash, your collection, at a, at a uh, regular, uh, um, uh, not even a market price, face value price, which is very generous 
because you guys probably could have recognized a pretty penny in the secondary ticket market had you opted to go that way. So I'm I, in, in that respect, I am indebted to you. So I, I appreciate that. I'm thrilled. Linda's excited and, and uh, we're, we're, we're very much looking forward to seeing game one of the world series tonight. Uh, at Globe Life Field in apparently some really good seats. Well, and well, more importantly, you get to be there for history of like the first neutral site World Series game in 100 years, something like that? And this will tell you how old I am. <laughs> I was present at the first interleague game ever played, which was Rangers Giants in 97. Uh-huh. And that was and that was on a media credential because it started like an hour before there was another game. It was the first interleague game ever played. It was Rangers Giants in '97, so that uh, there was that. So that's another first there. You're right. I, I think what the Red Sox and Phillies played in 1915, yeah. and the Red Sox chose to play their home games at, at Braves Field because the Braves were in Boston at the time because the ballpark seated about 10,000 more. But they were still playing home games in Boston. And then Philadelphia got to play their home game. So in the modern era of baseball, this is truly the first time they've ever had a World Series where all the games will be at a neutral site, and all of them, uh, and and the first one will be tonight. So yeah, I'm 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 pumped up about it, and I and I thank you and your brother again oh, wow. for for wow. being able to just you know break even and 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 uh, you know get get your money back on your investment. Ah, it's fine. If, if not a handsome profit like you could on the other games. Yeah, happy to do it. Happy to do it. He's Craig Ways, Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. He will be there watching Tyler Glass now against Clayton Kershaw tonight. Seven uh, Eleven first pitch from Globe Life Field in Arlington. Craig, appreciate your time and uh, bring him winner tonight. Hey, and listen, you know, since Kershaw used to be Matt Stafford's center in middle school in the Highland Park Independent School District, at least there's a Texas high school football connection there. Yeah, this there is fun- we go. fundamentally, this is circle. this is high school football research for you. Uh, that's how we're going to spin this. Mm-hmm. No doubt. <laughs> right. Take care, Thanks. Craig. There he goes. Craig Way, the Texas High Football Hall of Famer. Joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. Yeah, we um the long story short, uh, because we are um season ticket holders for mm-hmm. the Rangers, because I'm a glutton for punishment. Absolutely. Uh we had first dibs on buying um World Series tickets. Right. And so my brother was like you want to try to make some money? Yep. I was like, yeah. So we bought some tickets, and um, we've don't don't cry for us. We're gonna we're gonna do just fine. Uh, but we did have game one tickets, and I remember I, I kind of floated out to my brother. I was like, hey, by the way, um, if uh, if if the Dodgers make mm-hmm. it, I know a Dodgers fan who would very much appreciate the opportunity to just purchase them. Oh, absolutely. You know, so you know, happy to. That's happy, awesome. happy to help out a buddy, and he gets oh, to go. Yeah. He gets to go there. Game one. Game ones. I've been to. Yeah, I've been to Boy. Have I been to game I've I've never been to game 1 of a World Series. series yeah. No. Uh I've now been to I've been to four World Series. I've been to 95 Braves and Indians, 96 Braves and um Yankees. Because you were living in Atlanta. Oh, we were living then. in Atlanta at the time. Yeah. Um, 2010 Rangers and uh, Giants, and then 2011 oh. Rangers and Cardinals. I was at those World Series games, but I've never been to Game One. One. But yeah. what I do like, and this is this is me being a sucker. I like Game Ones of uh, playoff series because they do like the big intro. They oh, introduce yeah. all the players Absolutely. and stuff. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Well, and so the cool thing, the cool thing with with this. In particular, not only like Craig was saying with the historic, you know, the the neutral site and all of that stuff, but 
after the year, like, sport-wise that we've had and gestures at all of 2020 to, like, be able to get to go to an actual World Series that is actually happening and they made it work, that makes this even more of a historic season, I feel like. It'll be like. fun. It'll be fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad Craig gets to go watch his favorite team uh, at my favorite team's ballpark, which will be <laughs> a little while. But in any case, now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um... I think we about covered it. Just another reminder um, for for everyone in the comments. Remember that if we do not answer mm. your specific game questions, yes, as Tepper is pointing, please send them to the text line because then I keep those and are able to go back through them on Friday and can read them off on mailbag. That's yes. why we have mailbag. So, so basically, so here's the thing. Text. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you have like an in the moment question for like we have a guest and you want to ask them a question or something yes. like that, something that needs to be answered right this second, put it in the Facebook comments. If you have a question that like, it's okay if we wait until Friday to answer. Yeah. Specifically the, the game questions. 9725-326665, 9725-DAM-OK, 9725-32-MONK. That's going to do for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Craig Wade, Texas High Football Hall of Famer, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. Texas Football Today.